1: back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your opening day edition for the 2022 fantasy baseball season. We are back at it yet again, Monday through Thursday, breaking it all down for you. Coming a day early as opening day is not till Thursday, April 7th. But we have the slate out on DraftKings, seven-game slate. Don't even have all the game totals. We have none of the game totals yet. Looking at DK Sportsbook. We have some of the spreads as the Royals are, are the Cleveland Guardians are minus 120 favorites over the, at the Royals. The um, Twins are minus 115 at home against the Mariners. We got the Cardinals minus 210 against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Braves minus 200 against the Cincinnati Reds. Angels minus 120 against the Astros. And the Padres minus 155 at the Arizona Diamondbacks. So we have that going for us on. Thursday, seven games. Slate, if you're playing Fandle, you got a nine game. Slate, you got Yankees, Red Sox early on. And you also got the um, Cubs, Brewers as well, which could make some fun. Like the Yankees, uh, Red Sox game, I'm just kind of ignoring overall. It's Pavetta versus Cole. But on the Cubs game, you got Hendricks versus versus Burns. Burns very much comes in play. But if you want to be uh, different uh, a bit, I would say, is you could look at. Let's say, look at uh, playing some Cubs bats to be a little different for you to make things fun as well. I'm going to pull up the weather as we have some interesting, interesting weather to, that's taking place this week. There's no, no sugarcoating that one as we look around the diamond just for Opening Day. We, we've experienced this in many April starts as you get the, uh, you get the fun-filled, you know, cold weather. Uh, if you're looking at Opening Day across the major league. There's chances of delays, at least, are possible in New York for the Yankees game. But Washington, Chicago, Minneapolis, it's going to be cold and breezy in St. Louis, Kansas City, and Atlanta. So not the best hitting weather, potentially, in those games. But uh, also chances of delays, like I said, for this main slate in Washington and Minneapolis. So keep track of those. Uh, So about uh, five of your seven games have potential weather concerns as well uh pricing's a a mess you're gonna have a ton of cheap players a lot of these prospects that called up that everyone's looking forward to seeing super super cheap on this slate some pitching is just disastrous uh cheap wise so you're gonna have to kind of pick your poisons there as well and let's get into it we don't have any totals yet so we're gonna talk pitching right out the gate here and this keeps changing because Scherzer was up there now Scherzer's not up there Um, So keep keep in mind, now Tyler McGill is on the slate. So that makes things interesting. But you Darvish is the most expensive pitcher at $9,500 at the Arizona Diamondbacks. I want to bring up Darvish because even with all the issues Darvish had last year with the long ball in the second half, no sticky stuff, whatever, Still striking out almost 29% of the batters he faced. He was being very, very efficient on the mound. In that regard, the walks were up. The power was up. That that was a given. But he was still striking guys out. And if you guys remember enough of DFS, especially on DraftKings, strikeouts, strikeouts, strikeouts get you the points. In this early going here, a lot of these pitchers aren't going very long. You're hoping for five innings, maybe six if you're lucky. Darvish has the ability to go five. He went four and a third or four and two thirds in his final ramp-up start uh, last week. I think it was last Friday. So he could get us five-plus in this outing. you got an Arizona Diamondbacks team that's dreadful. You can afford to pay up for Darvish if you want because of the cheap pitchers and other cheap pitchers, or you can just punt pitching because there's a lot of that as well. But you, Darvish, if you are going to pay up, I don't think a lot of people will just because of the other options out there. It can make things very intriguing with Darvish 95. So I want to bring Darvish up if you want to pay for him. Sure, there's risk, but you're facing a Diamondbacks team that's not very good. So Darvish at 95 is intriguing. Uh, Shane Bieber should be popular at 8300 bucks at the Kansas City Royals. The only caveat I'll have is, A, I'm going to stack against him potentially in a lineup or at least have some Kansas City exposure. Bieber looks healthy. The velocity's back. That's great. He's not going deep into games. He just has them this spring. They're babying him back that's my biggest concern. Like I'd rather pay 1200 more for you Darvish for the chance to get me a win than Shane Bieber. Now maybe Bieber runs pure, gets you five in he strikes out seven gets the dub very possible. But the other thing is, is once Bieber's out, you got this Cleveland bullpen that ain't good at all. So you got to think about that when you're planning things out. Like if you listen to beat reporters, maybe we're going to start hearing about some long men that are going to come in. They might be intriguing options. We don't know who they are yet, but Bieber at 8,300 bucks will be very popular I won't have much Shane Bieber. Um, Tyler McGill does interest me now because uh, Scherzer was well over 10K, highest price guy, would have kind of been in play if he was healthy. He had a bullpen session on Tuesday, must not have gone good enough to start on Thursday. So now you're getting Tyler McGill. There's rumors of potential rain in Washington for a delay. Does or doesn't look like a, a postponement, but a delay as of now. But McGill's got massive strikeout stuff. You got this Washington team. Sure, they got um, Soto. You got Bell. You got Cruz. There are some uh, Ruiz. You got some bats in that lineup, but Miguel got some big strikeout stuff. He's up a lot of long balls last year. That was his problem. If he can harness that a bit, he can be very intriguing at 7600 bucks. One of the more popular plays on this slate, he's not going to be the most popular. We'll get to him shortly, but Adam Wayne ran at 7500 bucks. We saw what Wayne did last year. Very efficient. A lot of pitch to contact. Still can get you strikeouts, get you cl- close to $1K per nine, a little less than that, but we saw starts where he ran pure and the Pirates will help you run pure. That's just how it's going to go. So a guy like Wayno can maybe get you five or six and be super efficient. He's 7,500 bucks. Definitely an angle you can go to against a Pirates team that's not going to be good this year. We mentioned how the St. Louis Cardinals are the heaviest favorites on this slate, minus 210. If you're a cash game player, those are kind of the things you look for. He's affordable, heavy favorite, beautiful uh, recipe for Wayno at 7,500 bucks. That's where Miguel is a good tournament pivot For $100 more, why most people flock to Wainwright, get some Miguel, see what the Pittsburgh lineup looks like. Maybe you get some, uh, you know, Brian Hayes is supposed to be back. That's the reports on Tuesday. You know, some Brian Reynolds. Maybe you get kind of goofy with it. We'll see. But Wayne doesn't play at $7,500, especially in cash. Uh, When you get a little cheaper, Joe Ryan's interesting. I'll pass just because I don't think he's going to go long enough. They pretty much already said the Twins pitchers are going to go about 60 pitches their first time or two through the rotation. That's going to be tricky to get you the dub. Shohei Otani at 7K is um, uh, going to be very uh, intriguing. I don't know how long he goes either, though. That's kind of a problem with Shohei, but 7K for that strikeout upside, it is Houston, who's a very, very good offense. So it could be a good tournament play with Shohei. I'll pass. The pitcher everyone's going to use is Robert Ray. The reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, Robert Ray, is $6,300. Now, on FanDuel. Is almost 10K. That's very appropriate. But on DK at 6300 bucks at home or on the road against Minnesota, a Minnesota team that doesn't have Nelson Cruz, doesn't have Josh Donaldson. Uh, they have Buxton. That's good. Got Jorge Polanco. Got Gary Sanchez. Strike him out get him good. Um, there's a lot to like for Robbie Ray. Ray's look filthy this spring. Strikeouts through the roof. He's, he's pitching, you know, four to five innings a start. He should be able to rock and roll. So you just play Robbie Ray. If you're going to make a bunch of lineups, make a twin stack. That's fine. If Robbie Ray falters, it's great. Robbie Ray is going to be a massive chalk. And to me, he's going to be very good chalk because he's one of the few pitchers on the slate I can see throwing five to six innings really realistically. I can see him getting you a ton of strikeouts. I can see him getting you a W. Like These are all things I can see with Robbie Ray compared to most other pitchers on the slate where there's tons of question marks. Ray really, really checks the boxes of a guy that can get this done for you. So Robbie Ray at 63 is outstanding. and is a massive mispriced by DK. Bumgarner and Granke are 59 and 57 I don't think you need to go that cheap I could see going with Bumgarner's velos up a bit if you want to go against the San Diego offense it's really not going to be that good you could look at some bum in that one if you want but I don't think you need to so my main targets on this slate Darvish at 95 Miguel at 76 Wayno at 75 Robbie Ray at 63 and if you need Bumgarner at 59, you can go there. But Robbie Ray paired up with Darvish seems like a fun, fun way to start my season. Am I making one lineup? Seems like a really fun way to start my season. All right, let's go around the diamond here at the catcher's position for your bats. Again, we don't have any totals. or just speculating. But a lot of this stuff is like, again, I like Kansas City bats. I know Bieber's good. Maybe he goes four innings. That's a lot of Cleveland bullpen. A lot of Cleveland bullpen. So you got Salvi Prez at 51. If you want to pay up, you can. You can pay up for big bats in this slate because again, tons of value we will talk about throughout this slate. I don't think I'm going to be all in on Salvi, but he's usually worth every penny. I can see that. Um, I like Tyler Molly this season, but I will have some Atlanta bats on this slate. If you want to hope Molly keeps the ball in the ballpark, he could be a sneaky GPP play because Atlanta will be extremely popular on this slate. Atlanta will be very popular. They're expensive. Um, so Molly could be another pitcher if you want to be a little different. I didn't mention him, but he could be another guy like in the Tyler McGill vein that could be a nice contrarian play. Molly's seventy seven hundred bucks. Uh, Tyler McGill seventy six. If you want to play one of those two guys, you could definitely go there as a as a tournament play with Molly or McGill. Both guys massive home run problems. Uh, Molly's had some walk issues in the past, but Molly and McGill both have massive strikeout stuff. Um, McGill's got the better matchup, but Molly's probably got the higher ceiling he's got better strikeout stuff and we've seen him get get the job done so keep those in mind but back to the catcher's position if you are uh, going at it uh, Kyber Ruiz is 36 if you're going against Miguel don't mind that he went deep uh, on Tuesday one of his final spring games so keep him in mind Tyler Stevenson against Max Freed 3,300 bucks I love Max Freed I'm not paying that price on this slate at the question about how deep he goes plus the cincinnati offense is pretty good especially against left-handed pitching tyler stevenson at 33 is a nice contrarian play because i don't think many will look to attack freed and that can be a definite angle to go in this one uh if you're not using bumgarner austin nola's 31 little on uh, jorge alfaro at 3k two options there against bumgarner if they're in the san diego lineups could be one uh, a couple to take a peek at and then if you're going cheaper just check the lineup because some of these guys will pop up but nothing stands out immediately on this slate but you might get a value or two at the catchers but again there's value everywhere else so you don't have to punt catchers like we do a lot of the time throughout the season uh, first base you got Matt Olson at 57s, outstanding if you aren't using Tyler Molley you got Olson in his first game in Atlanta in that ballpark against a pitcher that will give up the long ball if he's one of the better payup spots um, the Cardinals will be the chalk Wayne knows the chalk because of the Pittsburgh bats Cardinals bats will be the chalk because they're facing JT Brubaker. Goldschmidt at 53 is outstanding. 5,300 bucks is great. Like St. Louis is a phenomenal stack just it's going to be chalk good and chalk. So I'm not going to have a ton of it. But Goldie at 53, I can cash. I can see being very, very palatable. Uh, some cheaper options as you go down. Patrick Corbin, I'm a big fan of on the season. Not sure where he's at just yet. So big meet Pete the Polar Bear at 4,800 bucks against the lefty Corbin, who had one of his worst career home run to fly ball percentages last year, like drastically bad, like really got a big bump compared to, to other seasons. So that could be a good spot there for big meat Pete at 48. Uh, Josh Bell against Miguel at 46. If you want to go that route, don't mind it at all. Uh, go on to the uh, 4K and below range. Now you got the likes of Luke Voigt versus Mad Bum at 35 it is a nice angle. If you are fading Mad Bum because Voigt does mash left-handed pitching so that is definitely one to get to. Albert Pujols is supposed to DH for St. Louis on opening day. He's 3300 bucks versus Brubaker. Uh, and then if you are fading Darvish, say you think Darvish is still giving up the long ball or you give up loud contact. The San Diego bullpen's very good. That is one thing I'll mention. Like I mentioned, like Cleveland not being great. San Diego bullpen's deep and good. So that's a little sketchier, but Christian Walker is crushing it this spring. The hard contact is back. Things are looking good. He's only 2,600 bucks. Again, there's other savings. I probably like more on this slate, but uh, Christian Walker at 26 is in play for you if you need it. But I think you can probably stick with like the pool holes punt at 33. If you need it, vote at 35. Those are two good values. If you don't want to pay up for the bells, the Pete Alonzo's, the goldies, the Olson's on the slate at first base, second base position. Now. Um, not paying 58 for Tommy Edmond, who he's been eighth in that lineup. Not a chance, but Ozzy Albies at 56 is interesting. I like that. Jonathan India at 48. If you are attacking Max Freed, Cincinnati could be a good stack. It's a good ballpark to hit in. Max Freed, I love. He limits the hard contact, but gives up a lot of fly balls. If it's off a little bit, you can have some fun. The Atlanta bullpen's still good, too, though, so keep that in mind, but definitely an angle for sure. You got Whit Merrifield at forty six. He's a, always a cash game play. You got Bieber in that bullpen. You can exploit that if you need to. Um, but some the second base is tough. I'll be honest. When I looked at this the first time, Jeff McNeil could lead off. Keep him in mind, but I'm not in love with it. But three K. Cesar Hernandez hitting at the top of the Washington lineup at twenty nine hundred bucks is a really good cash game play because where he's hitting, and just a general just good value at twenty six hundred bucks. Nixon Zell could crack the Cincinnati lineup. He's twenty three hundred. So he's someone else to keep in mind if you're uh, you're looking that way, and then other than that, I would look at lineups. The second base is a little trickier on this slate. Um, if you're if you're not liking one of the the main dogs up top, and Albie's or India or even Altuve versus Otani, if you really want to. Uh, third base, tons of options. Arenado at 59 is phenomenal, but I love J-Ram at 56. Granky, soft tosser, gives up a lot of contact. Casey's bullpen is not bad, but J-Ram at 56 is one of my favorite pay-up spots on this slate. I like that one a ton. Uh, some cheaper options, though, Machado versus Bumgarner. Machado loves facing Madison Bumgarner. Loves facing Bumgarner at 4800 bucks. so keep him in mind. Um, some other ones, as you slide on down below 4K now, you got the likes of... Um, Shella at 34, probably not going there. But he's a value if you need it. I'm not going to completely dispose it on this slate, but again, not a ton until you get to this one, the chalk of the chalk. There's a bunch of these, but I mentioned prospects getting their chance on this slate. Bobby Witt jr. Is third base eligible on DraftKings. I believe he's shortstop on FanDuel. He's I believe 2,400 on FanDuel, which is cheap. 2,300 dollars on DraftKings so Bobby Witt Jr. going up against um Bieber in that bullpen is one to look at another one third base shortstop eligible again because Brian Hayes is supposed to be back but Diego Castillo's third base shortstop eligible for Pittsburgh $2,100 crushing it this spring he made the club might find some uh playing time so if he cracks lamp he's 21 as well against Wainwright a lot of pitch to contact so you can look at that you got um Castillo at 21, Witt at 23, two great values. Cabrian Hayes is at 39. That's a good value if he does start, which he's supposed to. So keep him in mind as well. Heading to the shortstop position, you got Carlos Correa at 5K, probably going to pass on that. I think Frankie Lindor at 46, watching him really get things back going this spring, going up against Corbin. That could be a fun one, like a a Lindor with some um, Starling Marte and Big Meat Pete, that kind of stuff can be fun. Not breaking the bank, but still not super cheap. You can get value elsewhere, like we said. So Frankie Lindor at 46 is is in play for sure. Uh, Rosario, if you are going to attack Granke, if Rosario's at the top of the order, he's outfield shortstop, he's 42. Someone to keep in mind. Paul DeYoung's is a nice contrarian piece of St. Louis. Again, St. Louis will be popular. Your goalies, your Arenados, your, and O'Neill's and company. is only 3900 bucks, swinging a hot stick, uh, at least a powerful stick. Not Hot's uh, a loose term because his average is always going to be bad, but lots of power in that St. Louis lineup at 3900 bucks Could be something to uh, to take a gander at. And then when you go down cheaper, you're going to find a few here uh, as, as we scroll, because I saw some of these earlier. Jeremy Pena, it is Shohei Otani, but Pena will be starting batting eighth most likely for Houston, he's only 2300 bucks, Tyler Wade of the Angels, he's third base shortstop eligible, he's 2200 bucks, lots of speed with Tyler Wade. So he's a guy that can do some damage for you as well. And then we mentioned uh, Diego Castillo at 31. So more value at third base and shortstop as we mentioned on this slate. And we got some outfield value for you as well. Uh you got Mike Trout versus Valdez at 6200 bucks. Not gonna tell you not to play Mike Trout. That's always good. But Tyler O'Neill at 56 is strong. Buxton's a good contrarian play with with Robert Ray being so popular because he's so cheap on DK. Buxton's at 54. You got like Sanoa at 4K. You got some power bats. Uh, if you want to do a small twin stack, it's not the end of the world and and it makes a little sense. You got Starling Marte at 51. If he's in the lineup, he's a good to go. But it's kind of funny how there's six guys. More expensive than Juan Soto at 5K, given Washington was priced with Max Scherzer in mind. I get it. But still, Soto at 5K versus McGill is a phenomenal price point. Uh, Dylan Carlson will be leading off for St. Louis at 48. I don't think a lot of people pay 4,800 bucks for Carlson. So again, he could be another kind of contrarian piece of St. Louis if he's leading off at 4,800 bucks. Uh, we mentioned Merrifield at 46 uh, as an option for you. Franville Ray Reyes at 45. If you are going into that Cleveland stack with some J Ram, Franmil is a good piece of that, of course. Uh, Brian Reynolds is 44. If you are attacking Wainwright, don't mind that one at all. Jesse Winker, we love him versus right-handed pitching. He's facing Joe Ryan, and then the Twins bullpen. So Winker at 43 is is a nice value. Uh, he crushes crushes right-handed pitching. Now they're going to go to the bullpen. He might get you know stuck with some lefties. That's possible. Very possible. But he's going to get at least one, maybe two at bats versus Joe Ryan at forty three hundred bucks. Um, intriguing. Eddie Rosario at forty two, Benintendi at forty one, both fun plays. Nelson Cruz is only four K versus Tyler Miguel. so Washington you could definitely put some stacking going on here. You got Cruz at four K, you got Soto at five K, uh, you got Bell who's in the mid four Ks, not too shabby. Uh, Tommy Pham again, if you're going Cincinnati to fade Freed, which is always interesting. Tommy Pham is only thirty seven hundred bucks, so he's an angle for you. Ah, uh, for sure on this slate, some other cheap options. Um, Adam Frazier, I didn't mention him at second base. I should have. He's second base outfield eligible, likely leading off for Seattle. Again, I'm not like in love with him unless you're stacking Seattle or you're playing cash. He can fit the cash mold. He's leading off. He's only thirty five hundred bucks. I'd play him at second base over the outfield, but he's a with I, with how bad I mentioned second base being, Frazier at thirty five, especially in cash, can fit the mold there a little better for you. Will Myers is thirty four hundred bucks. Will Myers is always a questionable play. He crushes Madison Bumgarner. Just throwing that out there. So if you're fading Mad Bum, uh, Myers, Machado, those guys. Myers is 34, worth a look for you. Um, some other ones down here, Dalton Varsho's is 32. He's catcher outfield eligible. But Tyler Naquin is 31. lefty-lefty, so kind of be a little hesitant there if, if you, you need to. But keep him in mind if he does crack the lineup. That's a value. Ben Gamble is only 2800 bucks versus Wainwright. I like that one quite a bit for Pittsburgh, especially like with Gamble – Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, if you want like a cheap, small Pittsburgh stack versus Wayno, because Wayno should be popular, like I mentioned. Ben Gamble at 28 is a good piece of that. Um, A few more. Yadiel Hernandez is 27. If you're going a big Washington stack, that's a good piece to mix with Soto and Cruz and Bell. At only 2,700. He should be batting fifth or sixth, so right behind that main core for you right there. So keep him in mind. Um, But we got some fun ones coming up. Joe Adele. It's only $2,500 for um, Frambois Valdez. I know Valdez is very good. Joe Adele at twenty five dollars is a great value. Just keep him in mind. It gets better, though, folks. I mentioned Nixon's Zell earlier if you want to get freaky. But uh, we got some more fun. We got to scroll, though. We got to scroll because DK wasn't planning ahead for this one. Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners against Joe Ryan is $2,100. Julio Rodriguez, one of the best prospects in all of baseball, is 21. So you can get Julio at 21 and Bobby Witt at 23. You can even sprinkle Joe Adele at 25 if you're feeling frisky. It's that bonkers of a price point in this scenario. And there's one other one I need to find for you. And I'm just going to cheat and go to this and find him. Steven Kwan of Cleveland. He's an OBP guy, a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed He's only $2,200. So you got value for days at this one. And that's what I mentioned. You got Quan at 22, Julio at 21, Adele at 25, Diego Castillo at 21, Bobby Wood at 23. All very, very good players. I think Witt and Julio will be super chalky. and honestly, I like them a lot. So I I think those are some strong plays. It kind of sucks that there's not a ton of pay-up pitchers. There will be for the Friday slate, that's for sure. But uh, that kind of stinks. But it also means you can either leave money on the table or you can get some of the big stacks we talked about with the Mets, with uh, the Braves, uh, even if you want to go Astros versus Otani, potentially. That could be interesting. But uh, there's definitely some angles to go to in this one. So recapping your pitch real quick, I think U Darvish at 95 is worth the price of admission. Always dicey with you, but I think we're going to see a lot better U Darvish here, especially to start the season against an Arizona Diamondbacks team. So Darvish at 95 Molly and McGill at 77 and 76, good tournament plays, good pivots off the popular plays, and their matchup, Molly with a higher ceiling, McGill, better matchup. Wayne Wright at 75, safe play, cash game play, very popular play because they're the heavy, heavy favorites on the slate. And then Robbie Ray is going to be the chalk of the chalk. He, he's the chalk I'm eating. I'm eating that chalk. Like If I make three lineups, I'll probably have two Robbie Ray lineups, just the way it's going to go. I like him a lot at 6,300. Then Madbum at 59 is a good uh, value if you need it just to be a little different. Now, if you're stacking things up, I like a Cleveland-Kansas City game stack. I think Kansas City is the contrarian one because people will play Bieber. So Kansas City is a good contrarian one. I'll take Kansas City and my chances versus that Cleveland bullpen. And then I just think Granky's washed. So a Cleveland-Kansas City stack sounds great. Last year, we started with a Kansas City stack against Texas, I think. It was uh, Keller versus Gibson. Worked out pretty well. Let's hope this one carries the torch. And uh, if you want to go San Diego versus Mad Bum, you can. Not one of my favorites. Uh, I think the Mets are intriguing versus Corbin. Seattle's very much intriguing versus Minnesota, especially some of the values you can get there. Pittsburgh and St. Louis is another game stack worth looking at. And I think especially the Pittsburgh side, because everyone's going to be on Wayno. St. Louis is going to be very popular. That's why I mentioned Carlson, DeJong, Contrarian plays there. If you need to go there. Other than that, I'm good. Cincinnati be a contrarian stack as well against hot Atlanta. Atlanta will be a popular stack. St. Louis will be a popular stack. Those will be two big ones for you. And then that Cleveland, Kansas City could be interesting as well. But for me, I want a Cleveland, Kansas City game stack. I want some Pittsburgh, St. Louis exposure. And then I like the idea of uh, the Mets and the Nationals potentially. And then some of that um, Atlanta action with Cincinnati. So lots to go. Lots of lineups to watch. Lots of more news. It's only Tuesday night. We have all of Wednesday before Thursday's games start. Again, they start at 4:05 p.m. Eastern time. Seven game DK slate. The nine game Fanduel slate starts at 1:05 p.m. Eastern time. So make sure you check all that out. If you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at bdentric. I am in the Fantasy Deejuns Discord. It's free. Come join us over there. Also, if you can go to MLB DFS Quick Hits on iTunes, give it a rate and review. Would appreciate it. And go to the Fantasy DGN's YouTube channel. Give it a little subscribe, thumbs up. That would help out a ton as well. Um, and if you like season-long fantasy baseball, Bench with Bubba coming at you multiple times a week. Tuesdays, Bubba and the Bat Flip. Just recorded that before this. Recapping the week one fab. Sometimes I'll have a guest on Wednesdays. And then on Thursdays, Bubba and the Bloom, which is awesome with Ryan Bloomfield. So come check out all that fun stuff. I got you covered for the baseball season. Written content, Rotobar.com, Fantrax HQ, and Fantasy Pros. Tons going on tons tons going on so hope you guys are ready for the baseball season it's going to be a fun one again if you got questions on twitter at bdentrick fantasy degens discord free come hit me up i'll get you in there but good luck everybody this was mlb dfs quick hits your opening day edition